Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites. I'd love to connect with you on all the socials. You can find me by my name everywhere. That's Chelsea.Pites, P-E-I-T-Z. Today, I thought we would talk about voice, which basically is what you're listening to right now, voice content and the future of what's coming for voice and Alexa and Google Home and all of these smart speakers that right now are somewhat dumb machines. You know, they're sitting on our kitchen countertops, possibly in our bathrooms, and we're asking it about the weather and playing music. But I want to talk a little bit about where it's going for the future. I'd like to give you uh, quite a few statistics that I think are really, really shocking, especially as we're entering into uh, 2019. And some of these statistics revolve around 2020, which is really going to be here in the blink of an eye. I'm also going to share with you some information about what Alexa flash briefings are, a little bit about how you can make them. And then lastly, a really interesting article that I recently read from Marketing Land that talked about Alexa reading emails and how that's going to affect your email marketing going forward. So let's get into it. Many of you are familiar with Alexa devices. That's your Echoes and your Dots. And some of you may be also familiar with Google Home. Essentially, they are all smart speakers, meaning they have a little bit of machine learning, a little of AI. At the moment, most of us sort of have them sitting on our kitchen counters and we're asking it to play music, perhaps check the weather. And that's about where our mindset is. We just can't fathom a world where we're interacting and sort of just talking out in our houses and in our cars and out and about in this world where we just voice what we want and then all of a sudden it's answered. The other thing I think a lot of people aren't thinking about is where this could potentially go. For example, in the real estate sense, when I'm in my house talking to my husband and I say to him, you know, I think maybe we should repaint. We should probably just get this house in a little bit more of an update or or an order. And those types of behaviors and what we're talking about, what we're searching, what we're asking for could potentially create enough data points where this algorithm or this machine learning starts to say, hmm, these people have been talking about painting. They've been talking about going to Home Depot. They've been searching for this on Amazon. And perhaps they're thinking about selling their house. And so what it could potentially do as we're talking, Alexa could come on and say, would you like me to send you five painters in the local area? And did you know that your neighbors three houses down just sold their property for $500,000 last month? Would you like to connect with somebody for a market assessment or market valuation? So that's how it really could work. And I'm actually kind of excited about that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody loves an algorithm. We talk about trying to beat these algorithms or work with them within social media. But in the end of it, there's so much data out there. We actually do like an algorithm. I love it when Netflix serves me up the next movie I might want to watch because I liked X, Y, and Z. And and typically, they're right. Okay, so let's go get back into voice. I want to give you some statistics about voice-operated smart speakers so that I can kind of give you the, the lay of the land about how big this has already gotten and where it's going. So currently about 35% of all Google searches are done via voice, meaning people are pushing the little voice uh, microphone on their phones or they're talking into their phone and they're searching. Now remember too, we have to think about something called natural language, quote unquote. 
when we're typing or reading, it's a little bit different than when we're talking. And so a lot of people are working on their natural language, meaning if I'm going to ask a question and it's going to be verbal or audio, I'm not actually typing it, I'm going to ask that in a different way. Instead of just typing in keywords, I would ask a question like, Alexa, where is the best pizza place near me? Those are a little bit different than typing in pizza in 85050, right? That's a zip code that's near me. That's a little bit about how things are changing there. But the the staggering statistic is that 50% of all searches will be done by voice by 2020. So we're going from 35% currently all the way up to 50%. I would say probably even more in a very short time. So that's like next year, you guys. People are really searching for sales and promotions, personalized tips and info, business information, events, activities, customer service. And that's going to really increase what they're looking for and using it for as well. Now, of the people that have have a voice-enabled device, 72% of them are using that every single day as part of their daily routine, either asking for a flash briefing or asking for news or checking into the weather, whatever it may be, they are interacting with this device on a daily basis. That's huge, you guys, 75% almost, that's a lot. That is a lot. I I would imagine that like our smartphones, that's going to be pretty much close to 100% very soon. So there's about 36 million people who have used a voice-enabled device, and they use it about once a month. And if you're wondering who's using it, if it's, it's just the millennials, it's just the, the Gen Zs, right? So about 57% of millennials are the ones using it. And let me remind you, the average age of a millennial now is 35, not 25. I know a lot of us think, oh, millennials, they're so young and whatever, and they get blamed for a lot of things. Me personally, I love millennials. I think they're great. The boomers are using it 16%, and Gen which is me, are using it about 27%. I think we're going to see that change a lot too. The only reason I say that is because I recently did a presentation and I included some statistics about Amazon. And of course, the millennials were the top users of Amazon, but right after them was 65 plus. So we have to change our mindset that these tools are only used by a very specific segment of the population. So some statistics as well as we as we go on through this is that uh, 52 million Americans own a smart enabled speaker. Now that's going to really, really, really increase. Why? Because people are listening to podcasts just like this one. People are listening to flash briefings. Now, if you're not familiar with what a flash briefing is, it's a very, 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 very short podcast. And that's the easiest way that I can explain it. My flash briefing, which is also called the voice of social sales, which you can actually find on your Amazon, either your website or your Amazon Alexa app, you can enable that very similarly to um, like a YouTube channel. And what happens is every day I can ask my Alexa to play my flash briefings. And these are very short, like I said, one to two minute podcasts. And they're my voice, just a mini podcast that goes really, really short. And it gives a daily update. Now, for me, I do a flash briefing Monday through Friday. I batch that content. So I create it once a week. I upload it through my host. And then it goes into the Alexa device. Now, that's a very simplified way of describing how it works. Essentially, you have to record your voice just like you do a podcast. You have to save that file. Then you have to upload that file into a host. And then you have to connect it to the Amazon Alexa device by setting up an Amazon developer account. It's very similar in my mind to YouTube. 
you have to create the video, then you have to upload it to the host, which in this case is YouTube. So there's a couple more steps in that, but it, it's actually going to get much easier. In fact, when I originally started researching flash briefings, it was a whole heck of a lot harder before I'd say June of this last year. Now it's a whole lot easier. And people are really consuming this voice content because they can do other things while they're listening to it. It's passive. It's passive consumption, which is so incredible because I could be cleaning my house. I could be driving. I could be getting ready in the morning and I can be listening to this type of content. I'm calling this the age of sensory social. And what I mean by that is it's appealing to the senses. First of all, visual. We know that's really important, especially for storytelling and personal branding and building trust. Then we turn to audio, which incidentally, I read an article, a study about the sound of someone's voice and having that voice be in your ear. Like if you're if you're running and you're listening to someone's podcast, there's something that really connects on an emotional basis and gets those neurons firing when you're hearing someone's voice. It becomes a very intimate experience. It's very similar to visual in the sense that you feel like you really are connected with that person. So the senses are, in this case, visual and audio. And then as we take that one step further, we can pull in, you know, obviously our brain science, which I love to talk about. And then, of course, even the emotional side where we're feeling this connection with this person based on seeing their face and, of course, hearing their voice. Now, imagine if you were doing live video, YouTube, Instagram stories, and podcasting, and people were consuming all of that content, man, you'd have a great brand and a great relationship. So what I wanted to talk about as well is um, this Marketing Land article that I that I recently read, and I'll put it in the show notes here. Essentially, what it's saying is that now Alexa is going to be able to read, compose, reply, and delete, which is the most important piece, delete emails. You're going to be able to connect your Outlook, your Hotmail, uh, your Gmail, and probably a few others. And imagine this, your Uh, invoking or asking your Alexa device to start reading your emails. And as it's reading them, it's reading the subject line and and who it's from. And if that subject line isn't engaging or human or capturing, or they don't know you, you haven't built enough of personal brand, you haven't built your street cred, your relationship with them, they have no idea who you are, how easy is it for them to just say, delete, And so that's going to be really interesting to see how people are modifying and improving and changing their email marketing strategy. I'm also very interested to see if this kind of really diminishes uh, the, the efficacy of email marketing campaigns. I think this is also just just the tip of the iceberg as far as what's to come for voice. We don't even know what it looks like, which sort of reminds me of that movie. I love Back to the Future, the original one where he's sitting down at dinner with his family and his mom, but you know, she doesn't know it's her kid yet. And he's like, oh yeah, I saw this on a rerun. And they're like, what's a rerun? That's basically where we're at with voice. We just have no idea where it's going to go, where this trend is going to happen. And it's so interesting to watch and it's moving super, super fast. My best advice for 2020 marketing and beyond is really to focus always on personal brand. It's critical that you're able to identify who you are, 
how you help people, and what the benefit is of working with you very succinctly without jargon in a very simple language. The next thing that I would definitely recommend is that you start thinking about how you can incorporate voice, whether it's podcasting or flash briefings. And we don't even know. I I couldn't even give you best practices yet. We're just figuring it out. But I'm committed to being there every single day. And what will happen is if you commit to that, whether it's weekly or every day, you will start to evolve. Your content will evolve. Your experience will evolve and you will get better at it. That's how I got better at anything, whether it was video or live video or Instagram stories or Snapchat. You have to start using it and then you get to start seeing how you can improve it. So I want to give you a couple of tips. Um, One of the places that I love to use and not sponsored at all, I just think they are a great company to work with. Uh, My flash briefing host is SoundUp Now. It's $14.99 a month. I absolutely love them. I also have an affiliate code you can use. It's ChelseChat if you want to uh, use that. And it's great. I love their customer service. Even on a Sunday afternoon, I just had an issue. I went to Facebook. I messaged them. They got back to me on a Sunday at 4 p.m. That's pretty awesome. So I definitely recommend using them. You don't need anything else but your phone to get started. When I started doing this podcast, I just used my phone. You can also upgrade to a mic and using GarageBand or Audacity. And for your flash briefings, honestly, I still use my phone. I just save them and I airdrop them to my computer and upload them into SoundUp Now. And once you set up that Alexa Amazon developer site, you're good to go. Thanks so much for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, your experiences with voice. Are you using flash briefings? Are you listening to them? Do you know anybody that is? This is early, early, early in the game. Wouldn't we all wish that we could go back 10 years ago and start a YouTube channel? Thanks so much for listening, guys. Again, my flash briefing is also called The Voice of Social Sales. I'd love to connect with you on all the socials. You can find me at Chelsea.Pites. That's P-E-I-T-Z.